Future of Finance podcast, where finance finds its future. Hello, I'm Dominic Hobson, co-founder of Future of Finance. My guest today is Dr. Thomas Dunzer, Director of the Office of Financial Innovation of the Government of Liechtenstein and a member of the Supervisory Board of the BFG Blockchain Founders Group. Liechtenstein was one of the first jurisdictions to pass a comprehensive law on tokenization. It dates back to January last year. And that act and the consequences for tokenization issuers and investors in Liechtenstein is the subject of our conversation today. Dr. Dunsa, thanks very much for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here. As I just said, Liechtenstein has had this uh, blockchain law, the TFTG, in place since January 2020. Uh, what use has been made of it so far? Yeah, by January the 1st, all token service providers that were active in Liechtenstein before had to comply with the law. But they had also a transition period of 12 months for registration. And uh, up to now, um, I think 12 companies are now registered as TT service providers. Um, and further companies are in the registration process. Um, there have also been uh, several security token issuance with a regulated prospectus um, in Liechtenstein in the last month, um, but also some tokenized funds and funds um, investing in tokens. But for us also, the, the soft factors are important. So um, what we have also seen is a very intensive practical discussion about legal aspects of tokenization and blockchain applications. So in, in, in my perception, uh, many companies and the startups, as well as established companies, have started with projects based on blockchain technology. But after, often the, the projects uh, take rather long for several reasons, and therefore many of them are not registered yet or maybe never uh, need a registration, in fact. But especially interesting is also the established financial uh, intermediary sector. So um, they, for them, for those, uh, the, the, regulate, uh, the regulatory certainties is uh, utmost important. Um, so uh, they have waited to, to start with this um, with their pro projects until the TBGT or uh, Token Act is active and it's in place. So they're uh, active in the moment too. Now, as you say, the the regulatory certainty is is of is of considerable value, and uh, getting this law into place early um you know choose your your metaphor the pioneer gets the arrows or you have first mover advantage but but you you had this opportunity to um to attract people in in the early stages of development of the tokenization markets now you are you are um next door to the european union you're a member of the the eea and at the moment the european law on tokenization as it were or or on securities at least, is, is quite favorable to what you're doing in the sense that any network, tokenization network, has to have a central securities depository. Uh, and in other jurisdictions, including the United Kingdom, for example, um, and indeed Switzerland, people have kind of accepted the idea that you should have a, a, a CSD. Now, the EU is also committed to change that, that law over time, and sometime maybe 2024 or so, uh, a new EU law on crypto assets will, will come into effect. What's the case for, for Liechtenstein to be acting more aggressively now um, over the next three years before the EU becomes a competing jurisdiction to take advantage of the fact you've got this law in place, they won't have one in place until 2024? 
I mean, uh, you have to see that uh, the, the Token Act um, is kind of a complementary regulation uh, to financial market regulation. And uh, financial market regulation um, um, in Liechtenstein is, is depending on the European financial market regulation. So um, the, the MICA or the, this European um, regulation of financial markets with crypto assets is very important for us to, to um, regulate all aspects of crypto assets um, and also of security tokens uh, related to, to financial services. So this is, is kind of uh, the, the benefit we see there. Um, I mean, in Liechtenstein, it's possible now to register for some, some roles and services and later to, to have the passporting in the European Union uh, and you have the, the legal basis now um, and the legal certainty for handling with tokens in, in every kind. Um, as well for financial services, but also for, for general crypto assets or other forms of tokens. And this is, is a, um, a good advantage to see. Well, as you pointed out, you do have, as a, as a member of the EA, you do have these passporting rights. But doesn't that strengthen the case for being more aggressive now? Because you can build up Liechtenstein as a major tokenization center, uh, which could lead to very rapid growth of the marketplace in your own jurisdiction. Yeah, as I see in the moment, I mean, um, for uh, to foster the case, uh, it, uh, it needs kind of a, of, um, a cross-border regulatory certainty. And um, yeah, because it's, um, in the moment, Europe is not really a harmonized market uh, since the classification of tokens as a security or financial instruments can differ in every country. So the cross-border legal certainty in the moment is um, not really um, 100%. So uh, the, the, yeah, the, the development of this market is just a, a bit hindered by that. Um, and hopefully uh, Mika will change that in the future. Um, but uh, with our token act, we also have established a kind of a role model for tokenization of securities, uh, which many countries have been looking at in the last years. And this maybe also um, help to, um, yeah, to, to foster this, this development in, in the future. Um, what uh, one point we, we also see um, in the, or have seen in the last years, just the, the process of issuing security tokens um, with a prospectus, uh, uh, um, a financial market prospectus has become like a, like a standard process also in Liechtenstein. And this is something that uh, works very well uh, and uh, many companies are using that. Um, but one, one problem companies are facing is the lack of efficient secondary trading uh, with financial instrument tokens. Um, and at least the interest of professional investors still is limited. So it, um, this, this, uh, this process, uh, I think it needs a bit more of time uh, um, until there is a harmonized market in the European Union to be, uh, um, yeah, to, to go a step further. Well, I'll come back to that question of secondary trading, because I think, as you say, it's, it's an important one. But you, you've touched a couple of times now on the fact that security token issues are actually taking place. So what sort of assets are you seeing tokenized in Liechtenstein? You mentioned funds, for example. Do you mean mutual or alternative funds? Um, do you mean cryptocurrency funds? Uh, or do you mean real estate and gold and, I don't know, lease receivables? What sort of things are you seeing uh, tokenized and what sort of scale is it happening? Yeah, the first tokenization applications um, have, of course, been the coins, cryptocurrencies uh, in, the, in the ICO wave. Uh, but then um, the, the, the next applications have been using share and bond tokens, and this process is um, in the moment quite well established. 
Um, and under this category of security tokens, um, we also see companies which tokenize golds, um, cars, wine bottles, and so on. And this is quite interesting to see, but it's uh, often it's still a security or it's still a, excuse me, a kind of a financial instrument. Um, the, the interesting, um, yeah, and, and the, you mentioned, of course, uh, the, uh, the funds um, tokenization, and there we, we see both. I mean, it's uh, most of them are alternative funds um, and not mutual funds um, because it's of uh, ease of regulation there. But the, um, the interesting thing is that um, first we have started with uh, funds that are investing in, in tokens and cryptocurrencies. And there, um, it, it was necessary to clarify the process of uh, how the, uh, the depository function of the bank is, is uh, working there. Uh, it's more of a process definition. But in the second uh, stage, the tokenization of fund shares uh, was, a, was a, a big topic. And this is, uh, um, has been done some years ago, too. And it um, works uh, fine, as, as I know, as far as I know. But the, the interesting feature of the Blockchain Act uh, actually is that also it is possible to tokenize all kinds of rights, uh, such as the property rights of a car or the usage rights. Um, and I have talked to some projects that are planning to use that feature, but as far as I know, this has not been implemented yet. Um, but for the volume or uh, for the size, um, I'm not really the best person to ask that. So you should better ask the financial markets uh, authority or specialized lawyers for that. Um, do you have any idea where the issuers are actually coming from? Are they coming from inside Liechtenstein? China? They're coming from all over the world. Um, and you make it sound as if there's a, quite a high concentration in the financial services industry, but is that is that true? Or are they coming from all sorts of other industries as well? So where are they coming from geographically? And where are they coming from in terms of industries? I mean, mainly from, uh, from Switzerland and uh, Liechtenstein, uh, but also from the other European countries. Um, but um, um, also from, from um, countries all over the world, like Asia or the, uh, North and South America. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of, of, um, of yeah, um, many companies that are, um, or uh, investors are uh, interested in tokenization processes that are coming to Liechtenstein because of the, the high level of need uncertainty we see there. Mm -hmm. um, in the moment, of course, the focus is, uh, is on, on financial services. Um, um, but, but we see also a growing interest in non-financial applications, like in industry or supply chain. Now, one, one trend we're starting to hear more and more about is the fact that bank balance sheets are strained. And there is a, a rising expectation, I think, in the tokenization markets that banks will look to, to tokenize assets on their balance sheet as an alternative to selling them in the secondary market or dumping them on the central bank. Is that, is that a, a trend that you're seeing emerge in Liechtenstein, banks willing to tokenize assets on their balance sheets? Yes, um, this is certainly a trend um, that is, is interesting also for the banks in Liechtenstein. And, um, because um, by tokenizing assets, uh, it's, it's possible to increase the volume of bankable assets and to offer the, the banking services to the to tokenized assets. And this is uh, very interesting, yes. And, and talking of, of, of banks in Liechtenstein, the private banks are, are, are the dominant banking force uh, in Liechtenstein. Are they engaged in helping to structure these 
issues. I think it's often the forgotten side of tokenization. Somebody has to design the issues, uh, find the issuers, work with them, work with the lawyers to actually produce, as you mentioned earlier, the offering memorandum, the prospectus. So are the private banks and Nixon involved in that work? Um, basically, uh, there are uh, other advisors or uh, lawyers that are um, focused on that topic. Yeah, the, the, the majority of, of uh, the banks in Liechtenstein are, are uh, focusing traditionally on, on private banking and wealth management. Um, but they uh, certainly are also interested in, in the process just to, to enhance their, their services in, uh, in that regard. But um, there is there are a few banks are focusing on, on what we call transaction banking or um, and have already focused in a, in a very early stage um, on, on blockchain business, and they're very active in that sector. Um, and others, as I, as I see, are moving also in, in that direction. So it's, it's a, a very interesting uh, trend that we can, we can perceive. I'm, I'm, uh, the private banks, of course, have a wealthy clientele. They're, they're servicing sort of natural as investors into this asset class. As well, so you're you're seeing interest among some, if not all of them, in from their clients, I suppose, interesting their private banks in getting engaged in investing in these assets. Do you do you feel the private banks are under pressure from their clients to sort of get engaged with this asset class, this new asset class? Um, yes, um, actually, yes. Um, the pressure is increasing because this is also to do, I think, with the with the. Uh, the price development of, of um, Bitcoin and uh, crypto assets, uh, that uh, the interest of, of uh, traditional clients of the private banks is, is increasing in all forms of tokenization. But of course, the, the volume of the, of the available products is not, not huge, but there is um, a kind of uh, um, increasing, um, yeah, the, the volume is increasing of, of interesting products, but also the, the interest of, of uh, uh, investors and, and clients is increasing, so it's 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 a, an a, it's an interesting development we can see at the moment. Yeah. You mentioned the law firms. I I assume that they see the blockchain law and these tokenization issues as a as an opportunity as well, and so they're they're getting up to speed with what clients want and helping advise them on issues. Is that right? Yes, there. Um, this is also a very positive development of the last years that. Uh, uh, quite a, a few of our law firms are, are active in, in advising about um, IT law, um, also um, blockchain technology in particular. And the, the interesting aspect of this development is that, that many blockchain projects do not only need an IT lawyer, uh, but experts from all sectors, like you know, if you want to, to um, have a, a prospectus or have a financial market application. So um, all experts in, in, the, in the legal sector are involved in somehow in uh, um, working together to, to create new projects and have a, a good standing there. You're using the term um, projects. Uh, the issues which are, which are taking place, um, would you describe them as, as, as real? By which, and let me explain what I mean by that. I mean, um, blockchain has experienced a great all over the world, has had a great many proofs of concept, great many pilot studies, actually a relatively small number of actual um, live uses of this, this technology to, to raise capital. A lot of it's just been um, experiments which are much about sales and marketing as, as anything else. Is what you're seeing in Liechtenstein now actually the beginnings of 
a genuine market. You've mentioned secondary market trading as, a, as an issue, and we'll come back to that. But is do you sense this is not just at the experimental stage anymore, that this is actually really starting to happen now? You're getting real issuers, real investors, and a market starting to develop on both sides. Um, what you are mentioning is, uh, of course, this, uh, this uh, phase um, of this, uh, the rise of the ICO um, has, has brought up uh, many, many marketing activities and uh, uh, some, some projects that were not really, um, yeah, on a, on a good, good fundament, uh, as, as we call it. But it, it's natural that, um, I mean, we are um, I'm always talking about the very early stage of, of um, projects. So, uh, also, um, the, the good projects the NBC uh, take a certain time uh, until they are really in the market and active and have a kind of a volume. And um, um, yeah, I, I personally see um, about ninety percent of, of those companies that come to me are um, are serious companies and want to to just to to create innovation and. Uh, New applications of the financial market and both startups and and established companies, and but it's it takes time of course it's it's not an easy process to because you have to answer uh, um, many difficult questions if you are um, have to consider financial market regulation or not if you uh, is it possible is it not possible most of those questions yeah, um, you have to answer are detailed questions and it's not some sometimes it's a completely new question and. Uh, the state is, or the government is, uh, uh, is needed to, to just to defer if it, if it is possible or not, and so it, um, it takes time uh, uh, the series projects to, to uh, implement, and then um, it's it, uh, the, the market needs to be ready, and this is not always the case. So um, just the fact that it's um, there's a long um, delay between the idea and the first marketing. Uh, um, uh, measures and uh, the successful project is not not um, uh, a good point to to argue if it's a good good development or not. So, um, but it's um, I see you have very very um, interesting projects that are going on and also as you mentioned in secondary trading. Um, uh, but of course, uh, it's it's a it's a it's a long development. Uh, it's longer. Most of the person are quite. Um, um, if you feel it, it has to be faster, but it, it uh, takes a certain time. I think most people would say a market is mature once it shifts from the, the retail to the institutional. Um, are, are you starting to see institutions get involved in this now, by which I mean asset managers, pension funds, insurance companies, or does it remain predominantly a retail market, whatever we mean by that? Yeah, for uh, institutional investors, it's it's very important that they have the legal certainty um, of their investing. So the, the things they are uh, used from the traditional financial markets. So um, and with our token act, we have achieved to uh, to create a, a similar level of, of legal certainty for, uh, as as we know from the financial markets. Uh, so some some very basic things like the the civil law of tokens, uh, so that you know that you can own or possess a token, and you have uh, those those um, just the fundamental legal clarity for that. But the, the second step is just to 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 be sure that your assets are safe in case of bankruptcy of, of a service provider, uh, and they are segregated in, uh, by law uh, in in the in the Liechtenstein Token Act, 
And this, this was just the, the first step to have um, uh, an environment where institutional investors are, are willing to, to invest in, in tokens. But uh, what we see in the moment, uh, um, the, the secondary trading, uh, the regulated secondary trading is, is very, very important uh, also for, for investing. So um, people that, that are investing in, in, um, yeah, in, in, in a professional manner um, want to, to, are used to, to liquidity in the market. And as long as the secondary trading is not, not really solved, um, it's, it's not really interesting for, for many uh, institutional investors to, to invest or buy other products. There are some early uh, investors, but um, the majority is still waiting until this, this market evolves. Now you, you keep bringing up the question of, of secondary trading, so let, 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 let's dispose yeah. of it um, now, as yeah. it were. Because clearly, as you say, a, a regulated secondary trading market, trading platform, a network, whatever you want to call it, would clearly help security tokenization to take off. Yet Liechtenstein, of course, doesn't even have its own regulated stock exchange of the traditional kind. So how big a handicap is this? Do you think it would really help Liechtenstein if it actually set up a, a tokenization trading platform of its own? Would that help Liechtenstein to capitalize on, on the blockchain law and the issuing activity which is happening? And, you know, if so, why don't you do it? Why don't you get together, you as the government or, or the or the private banks or the asset managers all get together and actually make it happen? Whose responsibility should it be? You've said repeatedly it, it would really help. Do you think the government should do something? Do you think the private sector should do something? What's your view? It's a good question. I mean, first of all, uh, the Liechtenstein financial market usually um, has, has um, is, or the, the companies that uh, um, listed on the stock exchange are, are using the Swiss um, stock exchange, and this has been sufficient up to now and has, has worked perfectly. Um, but with the um, tokenization or blockchain technology, um, the, the old the traditional uh, stock exchanges are not, um, it's, it's changing. So, the, um, so there is an opportunity to create a new kinds of, of uh, exchange and, and stock exchanges, also crypto asset exchanges. And there are several projects in, um, in preparation that want to be active in, in that sector. There are also some, some projects that are um, active um, already yet in this moment in Liechtenstein, just as a, uh, to start for a secondary trading, but only in the non-financial sector, uh, only if you uh, if you look at um, um, non-financial instrument tokens. For the financial um, instrument tokens, we need, we need to wait on, on the digital finance package of the European Commission. And then I expect uh, several projects that, uh, that want to, uh, to start off in, in Liechtenstein. Mm -hmm. um, it, is, it is actually our, um, our attitude from the government that it's not um, a public uh, task to, to set up an exchange. It has to be um, a private sector activity because it, um, it, it's, it needs to be a business model. Uh, if it's not a business model, it's, it's not, not something that is, um, yeah, it's, um, it, it's, um, it will not survive for a long time if it's not really a business model. And uh, to provide an exchange is not easy as we see in the international development. So um, it's also, um, it will become kind of a commodity uh, and, and the, the, uh, you need to earn money somehow and that this has to be done by, by trading and this has to uh, uh, develop also also for the security tokens and, and tokenized financial instruments. 
but it I expect it will be you know, there in some years uh, that we have uh, some good projects. But it's it's not really um, uh, critical if this happens in Liechtenstein or uh, it can also happen somewhere else that the companies uh, from Liechtenstein are using um, um, exchange from Germany or Switzerland or also from UK. Uh, I mean, this, this cooperation should be possible. Uh, and it's not a question of if it's in Liechtenstein or not. Mm-hmm. You said something which um, I'm not sure I, I, I understood fully. You said we have to wait on developments in the EU with its digital law package. What were you referring to there? Yeah, the, the, the biggest challenge in the moment is this um, the requirement. If you are, um, uh, yeah, if you are a financial instruments um, um, uh, token, you need to require it to do the um, financial market laws, and there uh, it is necessary to have a, um, a central securities depository. Okay, and so for for blockchain projects, this does not really make sense because. Um, the, the, the process of tokenizing a security uh, is the same uh, in a decentralized way uh, as we as we know from this um, uh, CSD um, uh, process. And so it's um, the, the blockchain is able to replace some some function of the CSD, and uh, the, the need to use a CSD just um, makes it more complicated and and unsecure and and more expensive. So many many projects that have started with a um, with the with exchange uh, projects, uh, or they just realized that it's too expensive to, to be com- competitive with the current existing regulation. And so the, the pilot regime that we, uh, the EU Commission is preparing uh, uh, for, for um, DLTM tests, <coughs> excuse me, um, then it is called, this is a very uh, interesting idea to, to have kind of um, exclu- uh, an exemption for for um, DLT projects or DLT ex- exchanges in, in some some manners, and this will will help to 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 create efficient tokenized um, security exchanges or stock exchanges. I think you've been clear about this, but I'd like you to be absolutely clear. There's no circumstances under which the government of Liechtenstein would see it as its responsibility to develop a, a token exchange or even to step into the market and bash together the heads of the. The private banks or the mm-hmm. asset managers say you must get on and build this because it's a vital important national infrastructure that we have this trading platform for tokens it's good for the the country apart from your industry that's just not the role you would pay it has to be a, a commercially viable commercially driven project is that right mm-hmm. yes absolutely mm-hmm. now um issue is coming to Liechtenstein. uh um, obviously, we need to set up a, a, an issuing entity. And one of the things you've, you've had in Liechtenstein for a long time is the trust companies which set up these legal entities. They're a long-standing feature of your, of your marketplace. Um, I've noticed at least one startup, Amazing Blocks, in, in, in your jurisdiction, which has kind of digitized and even tokenized that process of setting up a, a legal entity. Um, how important in practice are services like that proving in this area of tokenization is something you've had for a long time proving useful and easy to apply to the tokenization markets or not yes it's a a good question as as i see uh those service providers are creating efficiency so um you you mentioned this um this this company amazing blocks that they are um just um, supporting the tokenization of of um of shares for example um, and if, if you want to, to tokenize uh, your own shares or the shares of a project, 
there is no need to uh, to 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 establish the, the know-how by yourself. Uh, it's it's helpful to have a, um, a professional service provider where you can press on a button and they provide you the full service of um, of tokenizing your shares or bonds and so on, and also for other assets. And the same thing is is also um, um, relevant for trust companies. So they uh, they are professional for just uh, founding a company and establishing uh, structures, legal structures. And, um, and sometimes you need just uh, help to do that. And it's, it's more efficient uh, if you can rely on, on professional partners. And this is, this is something uh, we also see in, in, in the lawyer sector and other, other service providers that are necessary also in the compliance sector. Um, there is an ecosystem of, of um, service providers is, is uh, growing um, in a focus on tokenization and, and, and kind of, uh, of token projects. And this is, this is a very positive development. And I think um, those service providers are, are very necessary in the future too. Now, issuers obviously need investors. Are they are they tending to find those investors inside Liechtenstein with the clients of the private banks, the clients of the asset managers in Liechtenstein? Are they coming from all over Europe or all over the world? I think you did touch on this earlier, but let's be clear about it. Where are these investors coming from, which the issuers want to reach? There are two two types of investors in the moment. I see um, one one type of investor is just um, uh, part of this um, token community uh, and. They just looked worldwide um, uh, on the good, good opportunities to invest. And um, so this, this is worldwide. And uh, so worldwide investors also come to Liechtenstein. Um, the, the second um, part of the, of the community is um, coming from, from traditional um, sector and, and asset managers or uh, funds that are uh, wanting to, to invest in, in such opportunities. But the, the, the large part, of course, is the, uh, the worldwide um, blockchain community. Okay, so people who've been investing in cryptocurrencies find it easier to, to invest in this new security token asset class as well. Yes. Um, and as you look at Liechtenstein itself, are the clients of the asset managers or the clients of the private banks proving more enthusiastic? Is there, is there any evidence that asset management clients are keener than private banking clients or not? Um, I'm not really uh, too much in, in, in the actual developments, but uh, just my, my subjective uh, view is that uh, there is an increasing interest in investing in, 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 uh, in such opportunities, also from the traditional clients. And, and this is also interesting because if you can, uh, if you, if you can provide uh, the legal certainty there uh, for investors, this is also a really interesting business case. Now we've we've talked a lot about about what's happening and it's you know the, the positive side of the story. But are there um, obstacles to to development of this market apart from the the secondary trading issue? Are there um, you've got the law in place, you've got investors, you've got issuers, but are there also as there are in every market, sort of legacy systems as a problem, often inside uh, institutions, financial institutions, there are legacy attitudes, you might call them a kind of natural conservatism, a fear of getting involved in something which might be riskier than, than something they're used to. Um, do you have obstacles of that kind? Are there sort of pioneers in the vanguard of this and then um, almost opponents of it or a kind of inertia exerted by people who are in the rear guard of, of the development? So. What are the obstacles to making this market grow inside your own jurisdiction? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, our token act is intended to cover all kinds of applications of tokens, so from, from cryptocurrency, security tokens, financial instruments, up to the real world assets and uh, the token economy as uh, as a whole. Um, and uh, we, we have to, to realize that every field of application needs it's developed by by itself. So, um, and and for that, it's 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 first necessary to have a, the legal certainty, and then both products and investors and applications have to develop. So, and uh, the, the modern financial sector uh, sector has developed over um, a period of several decades. So it's not a inst instantaneous development uh, that uh, uh, has happened. So. Um, this, this, we have to see this uh, every, if you look at the security token um, developments, uh, I mean, in some years we will have um, uh, full legal certainty and clarity what's, what is possible and what is not possible. And so um, the trust of, of investors uh, is there to, to have both the, the applications, the, um, the products, and also the investors and the clients. And this, this will um, uh, develop in, in some years uh, in, in, a, in a very good way. If you look at uh, at the sector, for example, uh, in the future, if you want to tokenize um, property or real estate, and um, I want to, uh, if, I, if I need a, a smart contract, for example, to rent uh, my, my apartments, if I want to go to on holidays uh, using blockchain, uh, there we need another level of legal certainty so that I'm sure that, uh, if I buy uh, the, the right to use an apartment uh, for for two weeks in my locations it's uh, it's it's um, it's legally possible in both countries and in all countries we want to use that and this is another level of um, uh, yeah, of of, um, of legal certainty we have to create in a, a cross border manner uh, throughout the world or uh, at least in Europe so that this can happen so with every application uh, this is what I want to say it's necessary. To, to see the obstacles um, in, in, in particular and to, to, to just to clarify that. And this, this will take um, some, some years until uh, uh, decades to, to, uh, um, to unleash the potential of the token economy in total. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I, I like that phrase, unleashing the potential of the, of the tokenization economy. Uh, as you were speaking there, I was thinking about how Airbnb is going to develop um, yeah in line with the tokenization markets. Now, one final question for you is prompted by that, that thought. If we look back on this conversation in, in five or seven years time, you know, in 2026 or 2030, whatever it is, what would you expect, or maybe expect isn't the right word, what would you prefer to see uh, have happened in the Liechtenstein tokenization market? What do you think it'll look like in five, seven, 10 years time? Yeah, I personally believe that um, uh, the token technology will just be uh, in every application of our um, economy, and not only in financial sector, but also in uh, in real world applications, like in, in industry or in services. Um, and so, I hope and I expect that um, we will see in Liechtenstein all forms of applications of uh, um, just uh, of tokens in, in in the economy. So that's, that's uh, the legal certainty of the digital economy um, that is for us the, the focus of also of our law uh, it has increased um, in, in a good manner and so it, this development has taken place um, and of course um, in 
as well in as in the financial sector and also in the in the, uh, in, the in the real economy. But um, yeah, this is this is my vision. Uh, I expect that uh, too that this is um, that we see that the broad applications of of uh, blockchain and uh, token technology in, in Liechtenstein and hopefully also um, throughout the world and. Um, we have, uh, in Europe, yeah, that we have um, uh, a harmonized, tokenized uh, token market or token economy that is um, helping to support economic growth. Well, Dr. Dunstray, I look forward very much to having that conversation before the end of the decade and uh, check okay. up our expectations <laughs> against what actually happened. But uh, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. It's been a fascinating conversation. Thank you. You're very welcome.